Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Nearly half of Californians 12 and over are now fully vaccinated. And in a major milestone, San Francisco General Hospital, one of the Bay Area's largest hospitals, counted zero COVID patients last week. Many are experiencing the first glimpse of real freedom in over a year. It can feel pretty amazing to begin seeing friends, coworkers, and family again, to start up old habits that were once essential to our happiness. So the rest of this hour of forum is dedicated to joy. We want to hear from you. What have you waited more than a year to do that is now bringing you joy? How does it feel to finally do that? And how have you been surprised by what's brought you joy? Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. Or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. Joining me now are Dr. Yodam Heineberg. He's a clinical supervisor for therapists in training and a lecturer at Palo Alto University and applied psychological interventions associate at CARE. Justin Michael Williams is a musician and author of Stay Woke, a meditation guide for the rest of us. Welcome to both of you. Good morning. Hello. Thank you so much. Grateful to be here. <laughs> well, we're so happy that you have joined us. Um, I want to start with you, Dr. Yodam Heineberg. You went out to dinner last night. How did that feel? Is that, I'm assuming that's something you were not doing during the pandemic. Not, not so much. Well, speaking of joy and novelty that comes with the pandemic, I got to say I'm in love with those parklets. There's all these opportunities to be out in the street, which, you know, is an outcome of COVID, but I hope that they stay. So <laughs> we have people indoor, outdoor, and it feels like being in a European village of sorts, having dinner al fresca. So I enjoyed it. And and is that a feeling, um, Is that was that a feeling of joy or was that a feeling of relief or how would you describe what you were feeling? That's a great question. And I think generally speaking, we humans are intricate creatures. I don't think that we're monolithic. I don't think we only have one set of feelings. So there is a sense of relief, a sense of ease that comes with the unfolding of, you know, being able to come back to some version of normalcy. And there's also joy. There's also elation. And I guess my invitation is to make space for different feelings that bring us a sense of safeness, connection, ease, and of course, joy, excitement, enthusiasm. Great. Um, So we're coming out of the pandemic different than we were before. Is that right, Dr. Heineberg? Yeah, yeah, I I, I get that sense. And for for, for different people, it's going to show up in different ways. Uh, I think many have had a chance to really go inwards, really be with their experience and and, and cultivate a, a better relationship with ourselves. Now, I want to clearly state that 
many of us have suffered greatly and many of us have lost people and some of us have been hurt ourselves. And I don't want to diminish that in any way, shape or form. I, I'm here to also acknowledge that. And at the same time, there has been opportunities to cultivate a, a sense of resilience, a sense of stillness, a sense of capability to, to really just, just be with our own experience in a more productive, growth-oriented type of way and perhaps pick up some new skills of being with our experience and then being able to come into the world with that. Some of us are nervous about coming back, and I think many of us are, are joyous and excited. All right. Justin Michael Williams, how have you been feeling as we emerge from our pandemic restrictions? You know, it's been so fascinating uh, because I think we, or I can speak for myself, I have had such a limited experience of joy over the course of the last year and a half in terms of really kind of the ecstatic feeling of joy that when I'm going out into the world again now, vaccinated and feeling safer, I'm almost like, it's like touching a hot stove. Like, is this safe? Like, can I actually do this? Is this this okay? You know? And it's like you're in a a group or in a restaurant. You're like, is this actually allowed? And and allowing (laughs) ourselves to have that experience of being with people again, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, this joy feeling, it is a big change. Um, A lot of what we've been feeling are the opposite things, right? Sadness, grief, isolation. In your understanding, Justin Michael Williams, how does having gone through those negative emotions impact the the way we feel happiness now? Yeah, it's really fascinating. You know, we, I think so many of us had two ways that we handled our emotions during the pandemic, and we probably all experienced both ways. One way is the negative emotions come up and we push them down, push them down. We don't have time to fill it. You're at home with your kids. They have kids on iPads, having school and, you know, the whole thing. And we just have to push it away. And then sometimes we were able to sit with it and let it come up and talk to friends or family and, and grieve and let those emotions come up. And I think one of the things that's so fascinating that, you know, science shows us is that the more we're actually able to let ourselves feel some of the harder emotions, the more we're able to feel joy. So we want to give ourselves permission to feel the full dynamic range of the emotions that come up for us at this time. And sometimes it'll be joy and sometimes it'll be sadness. And what's interesting is the more you let yourself feel the sadness, the more deeply you'll be able to experience the joy when it comes along. That is very interesting indeed. Thank you. I want to go to a caller now, Bishop-elect Megan Rohr. Megan, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Thanks for coming, for being here. What's your what's your joy that you've been experiencing? Well, as as we've been kind of doing a lot of worship from my living room, I'm so ecstatic that we're able to pass the peace again and we're able to to share food at coffee hour and we're able to now start singing together in church. So this idea that instead of just being together for funerals, we can be together in our joy and in our celebration. It's really a beautiful thing. Wow. Thank you. And can you tell me a bit about what does pass the peace mean? Yeah. So in the Lutheran Church, there is a part of our worship service where we remember that God is present in all of the community that gathers. And so normally it's like a handshake. Um, It could be a hug. Um, In ancient times, it was a kiss. And it kind of depends on how well you know each other, but it's it's one of the embodied ways that we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And so for a long time, we've just only been able to like wave from six or 12 feet away. And yeah. so now to be able to hug is such a joy. Yes, yes. Thank you. 
We're talking about finding joy after a year of loss. My guests are Dr. Yotam Heineberg at Palo Alto University and C-Care and Justin Michael Williams, musician and author of Stay Woke, a meditation guide for the rest of us. And we want to hear from you. What have you waited more than a year to do that is now bringing you joy? What's surprised you? And what other emotions are coming up? Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. Or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. Welcome back to Forum. We're talking about joy. On the other side of a year of loss and chaos, how are you seeking joy? Where and how are you finding it? Joining us now is Luna Malbro. She's a comedian and musician. Welcome, Luna. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. Um, So one of your jobs is as a comedian, which normally involves a stage. Uh, Now, so I'm guessing that that was not something you were able to do during the pandemic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So how are things feeling now for you uh, as, as things open back up? Oh, it's really exciting to be able to do shows in person again. Most of them are outside. Um, but, but, but now I feel like over the past year, what we've created is like a lot of a new version of comedy where so many, so much comedy was still happening on zoom and it definitely wasn't the same thing, but, uh, we tried to make the best of it. A lot of comics did as, as much as they could. And, and we're excited to be back with audiences laughing in person again. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to attend something like that. Um, and so I'm also I understand that it was this time has been one of um, of some sort of transformation for you as well professionally. Um, can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, as a comic, you know how we practice, how we get better is actually doing shows and being with live audiences. And with with that not necessarily there and Zoom being a little bit different, I actually dove deeper into musicianship, which is something that I haven't really done since I was a kid. And I picked up the piano and started singing again and kind of came out of this whole thing as a musician now with a band (laughs) and we're creating original songs. So, I mean, that's just one amazing thing that I, if I wasn't forced into the constraint of solitude, I don't think I would have stumbled upon. Wow. Um, I'm curious, Dr. Yotam Heineberg, is this something that you are seeing among uh, your patients in, in therapy or the, the patients of the therapist that you oversee, this idea of reinventing ourselves? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of good to find in all dark places if we look. And again, I never diminish the, the negative. And I really appreciate what's been said about making space for all of the emotions, because that is where we grow from. I, I'm a big proponent of Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese monk's perspective on the lotus and the mud. And I absolutely love the idea that suffering can be the compost of happiness. So we have struggled quite a bit. And from this struggle, beautiful flowers can and will emerge. So I, I have seen clients of mine connect in new ways. Uh, it's actually surprising how much we can connect over Zoom with those bizarre kind of screens, you know, and, and, and seeing each other on those video screens and, and really making space for each other to grow in ways that we did not expect. I think this is what's beautiful about our species, the kind of resilience we manifest. And from that, novel perspectives and experiences emerge. And, and it's, it's really part of evolution in a way and we're all finding ourselves and we will discover, I believe, in the months and even years to come that new opportunities for joy, meaning, engagement have emerged for us. And there's something exhilarating about it amidst the difficulty, which we, again, embrace so that we can grow from it. Luna Marlboro, I'm curious, how does that resonate with you? Oh, that, that sits with me so much. You know, I'm sitting here. I think it was pretty profound to hear suffering is the compost of joy. And I think <laughs> uh, for me, that translates into how I show up, how I use my creativity, right? So especially musically, um, I think all of the emotions, what, what gets me excited about music is I'm able to use all of my emotions. So a lot of the pain and sadness of the past year, I'm able to pour into song, whereas as comedian, you know, I still have to find the light and levity. And there were many times over the past year where I didn't want to. I mm. did not want to go in front of an audience on a camera and pretend to be happy or find the humor and, and pain. Um, but I think that alchemy of taking what what hurts us and in ways that we could really transition into a space of using it to catalyze joy is really beautiful. Thank you, Luna Malbro, for sharing your experience. Let's go to caller Rachel now in Sonoma. Hi, Rachel. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, sure. How so are I you finding joy? Well, I haven't actually uh, gone out to eat yet. I've been a little <laughs> nervous about that. But uh, my husband and I uh, quite inconveniently had to move last March. And we moved into this new house uh, days before the shutdown and we spent a whole year in this big backyard together by ourselves. But this past weekend, uh, we finally were able to have this uh, housewarming party where the theme was every holiday we missed over the past year. So we put up the Christmas tree. I hung Fourth of July decorations. People dressed in Halloween costumes. Uh, we sang the 12 days of Christmas and happy birthday to each other. Uh, and it was, it was amazing. And uh, six of the people there were uh, six friends that we've had weekly Zooms with for the past year, and I finally got to see them in person. Wow. That sounds like a party I would like to go to. <laughs> very fun. Thank you so much, Rachel, and thank you for that idea of planting that seed for all of us. Um, let's go to Guillermo in San Leandro. Guillermo, what is bringing you joy? Oh, the fact that I can fly and go see my mom and be with her by not to be worried about it. I will bring the pandemic or disease to her. I think that's a glad I joined that I will be spending time with her. And it's been amazing because I have not been seeing her for five years. And last year I was 
schedule to go see her and the pandemic hit and I have to cancel everything. Oh my goodness. That is so long. And and how old is your mother? Uh, she's 73 and uh, she's in El, in El Salvador and I been spending time with her all last year. She's been with my sister. She's finally vaccinating as well. So I'm very happy that she's vaccinating and I am vaccinating so that I can jump on a plane, fly over there and give him a big hug for hours and then <laughs> stay with her. That's my joint. That's my real joint. <laughs> do you have a date on the books yet to go? Yes, we do. We do. My wife and I will already have everything set up and uh, we're going to surprise her. We're going to tell her uh, uh, when we get there. So um, I'm preparing my sister, but she doesn't know. So it's going to be a surprise visit. So oh, my goodness. She, she can be happy as well to see us in person. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Guillermo. Thank let's you. Go, <laughs> let's go to John now in San Francisco. John, tell us what's bringing you joy. Good morning. Uh, I'm 83 years old. And I have uh, four kids and seven grandkids. And uh, finally, after uh, over a year, I don't have to yell at them anymore to put their masks on. <laughs> Grandpa, you know, give us a break. Uh, I mean, it, it's everybody, you know. I mean, it, it took young kids a long time to learn that, you know, they may not get ill and die, but if I get it, I'm gone. You know, because I got all kinds of things wrong with anybody that makes it to eighty-three. It's got something else wrong with them. Hmm. You know, for sure. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank so you. Now I yeah. can, Now we had a picnic Easter. I couldn't hug my grandkids. I had, I had to talk to them from six feet away. That's no fun at all. You know. And so, what have you done uh, since you know you felt safe to to do that? Have you been able to hug them again? What's that been like? Well. Uh, Tentatively, you know, but still, you know, it's still the, the danger is still there. I mean, you know, they can be a carrier. I can be a carrier. We've all had our shots, but still you can, you know, yeah. there's no, no sure things anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm grateful for the fact that I'm still alive. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's good enough for me. Yeah. But I lost a year and a half, you know, of, of loving the people that I love. Yes. Thank and you. That, and that's hard. That is really hard. Thank you, John. Yeah, I love you, though. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Aaron tweets, A surprising source of joy in my life has been getting up at 5 a.m. for my child's swim beats. We're still operating under youth sports COVID protocols. So there are masks and distancing. But I was surprised by how excited I've been to get the kids back into competition. And Lisa writes, Most looking forward to our daughter, Caitlin, marrying her fiancé, Vanessa, in Napa in three weeks with friends and family we haven't seen in over a year. Hugs and lots of love. And Jane writes, what if I don't feel especially excited to do things? I've had a very nice experience the last year. Plus, doing lots of outdoor activity uh, last year, doing lots of outdoor activities, etc. I guess I don't have a burning desire to go to a restaurant. I almost feel pressure to be excited. Now, Dr. Yotam Heineberg, you've mentioned this and the, the array of emotions we feel. What is your response? Again, absolutely. 
<laughs> we have multiple parts within us, multiple self. There's going to be a scared self. And no matter how many shots we get, we're still going to feel nervous in a way. We're going to be angry about how things unfolded. And we're also going to be joyous. So I think the invitation is to make space for all of these different experiences. And I think that actually relief is a big part of what facilitates the joy that will come because it's a tension drop. There is a reduction for us in, 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 in anxiety and, 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 and fearfulness and, and perhaps sadness for some of us who have been disconnected. I can tell you a big day of relief for me was after the second COVID shot where I was basically <laughs> so fatigued in my body, but I just felt ease and relief because I knew that the unfolding is helpful. So I, I really feel eager to normalize and, and validate whatever it is that people are feeling right now. I think it's impossible to have one emotion in any situation, let alone intense situations like these. There's always going to be an orchestra of emotions. The invitation is to begin to harmonize it more. And get, we can give you know an opportunity today to celebrate joy. And there will be other emotions that come up. And how to be with that as well, with care and understanding, having compassion for ourselves and others as these different experiences unfold for us, knowing that there's the opportunity to grow from all of them as well. Mm -hmm. We're talking about finding joy after a year of loss. My guests are Dr. Yotam Heineberg at Palo Alto University and C-Care and Justin Michael Williams, musician and author of Stay Woke, a Meditation Guide for the Rest of Us, and Luna Malbro, a comedian and musician. What have you waited more than a year to do that is now bringing you joy? What's surprised you? And what other emotions are coming up? We want to hear from you. Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. Bruce writes, I'm going to go to some comments here. It's my experience that gratitude is the root of joy. Justin Michael Williams, what does this make you think of, or what's coming up with this whole conversation for you? Oh, this is so good, and I love this comment that you just made about gratitude is the root of joy. You know, it's one of the biggest practices that I have. I think one of my favorite quotes is, if the only prayer you ever say in your life is thank you, that will be enough. I think it's a quote by Meister Eckhart, I believe is his name. And uh, it, it, I'm, I'm feeling as I'm hearing about all of this, you know, what I'm reflecting on is, you know, I grew up the kid in my family who was the overachiever, who left home, who went to college, who's always gone, who's always working. And what the pandemic has actually given me that was a privilege that I didn't even know that I needed was to have my butt on the ground, not on an airplane, not flying all over the place and having the opportunity to be in the lives of my little five-year-old niece, you know, more consistently mm. than I've ever been in my life and my family in ways. And so, you know, really coming back to the simple things that we have to be grateful for and the things that really bring us joy deep down that we recognize are always there, even when we can't go out and do a million things, how much it actually is that we have to be grateful for right here in our own lives in these days. Thank you. One thing that we're um, seeing a lot in in the news is um, this idea of trauma, and this year has been one of trauma. And um, I've also heard a, another phrase come up, and that is post-traumatic growth. 
Dr. Yotam Heineberg. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or Justin Michael Williams. Why don't you tell us a bit about, if you're familiar with that concept as well, uh, what does that mean? And is that something people might be experiencing right now? Sorry. Yeah, I got very excited because this is actually <laughs> one of my, my favorite things to study right now is post-traumatic growth. And I'm so excited that you said that because when we, when we hear and we're on social media and we see the word trauma thrown around a lot, you know, they're doing a lot of research right now on showing what is it that differentiates between one person who experiences a trauma and their whole life kind of breaks down and another person who experiences a trauma and they find greater meaning and purpose in their life after that. And they seem to evolve even after some of the most horrific tragedies, you know, and here we are, we've all experienced a collective trauma together. And so how is it that we are going to find the gems that we've learned about ourselves in this process and grow from it on the other side, you know, and then also, of course, deal with, like you said, the post-traumatic stress that happens on one end, but really all the ways that we've shown up for ourselves to grow and change and how this pandemic has helped us to do that and evolve as people and as a collective. Mm-hmm. I want to go to caller Carlin in Palo Alto. What has brought you joy, Carlin? Hello, uh, my name is Carlin, and for me, the joy was uh, an experience of sobbing and sobbing and sobbing after I hadn't seen my dad, hadn't hugged him for over a year. He spent two birthdays alone in his apartment in a retirement community. He's in his 100th year, and he was alone all that time, and I couldn't be with him. I could only see him on Zoom, which... I'm grateful for it, but it's horrible. It's nothing like being with him and hugging him. Thank you, Carlin. A listener writes, I'm excited about the summer and vaccination, but is it okay not to feel joy because it's been such a long year? Dr. Yotam Heineberg, what what are your thoughts? Well, I I think you can probably assume that I would say it is absolutely okay. There are all (laughs) these different experiences to be nurtured and cultivated. And again, I want to highlight that one does not negate the other. When we speak of post-traumatic growth, we can actually develop, you know, post-traumatic stress symptoms even and still feel this sense of growth. At the heart of the matter, post-traumatic growth is about appreciation. And we might feel sorrow. We might feel sadness, difficulty, struggle, anxiety, but going out to dinner again. All these things are true. And at the same time, appreciation for life, for relationship with others, for new possibilities, exploring our personal strength, appreciation for spiritual connection. And my favorite with post-traumatic growth, a a growing appreciation for compassion. And I will share with you something that used to be quite trivial for me, but I I broke the rules in a very uh, wild way at the beginning of COVID. I met up with a beloved friend in the Abarcadero. We're going to walk distance with masks and we ended up hugging each other one of my best buddies we just hugged each other and it felt so wild and I was so appreciative of the opportunity to hug a beloved friend so as we emerge amidst the sorrow and challenge and we notice the beauty of appreciating another beloved friend of mine chat was over at my house a couple of weeks ago for, for for just hanging out in the evening in my living room and I so deeply appreciated the opportunity to do that so post-traumatic growth really connects with the ability to appreciate your, your, your day-to-day moments in a fresh, novel way that can color the rest of your life in a very beautiful and joyous fashion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, 
My guests today have been Dr. Yotam Heineberg, Luna Malbro, and Justin Michael Williams. We've been talking about joy after a year of loss. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to Forum. I'm Laura Clivens. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum ahead with Mina Kim. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.